Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you want to hear more than just this highlight from the show, become a Coast Insider, and you can listen to this complete program, plus recent episodes covering amazing topics like the discovery of an ancient lost city in Honduras, secret societies that may control the world, and an update on the legendary Star Child Skull. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to start listening. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Joe Nickel has been called the modern Sherlock Holmes, the real-life Scully from X-Files. He's spent four decades as an investigator of historical, paranormal, forensic mysteries, myths, hoax, in contrast to mystery mongers on the one hand and so-called debunkers on the other. Joe believes that the mystery should actually be investigated with a view towards solving them, and he's very careful when he does that. He has been a guest on our Beyond Belief television show, and of course he's been on Coast to Coast with us a lot. A couple of his books out there, Adventures in Paranormal Investigation, and The Science of Ghosts, Searching for the Spirits of the Dead. Joe, welcome back. Always a pleasure talking with you. Same here, George. I enjoyed meeting you in... uh... Colorado and in the pages of the New York Times. <laughs> That's we right. Around. We uh, we sure do. And what's new? What have you been up to? Well, just lots of things. I, I've been spending uh, something I mentioned to you in Colorado, and maybe uh, the reason for being on tonight. Uh, I've been working for about much of the last decade on the question of Bigfoot, mm-hmm. trying to. I've spent a lot of time going to, you know, see the the, the skunk apes lair in Florida and uh, the Ruby Creek incident lair in, in British Columbia and other places, trying to figure out what it is that people have seen when they've described an upright, standing, hairy, man-like beast, which science says isn't there. And this is this is the you know we've talked about this before. This is sort of the story of my life. Is huh. on the one hand, I work for a science organization, and science is very skeptical and very critical of many of these paranormal topics. Right. At the same time, I go into people's homes uh, where uh, they've seen a lake monster or some. They've seen something. Enemies. Yeah, they have, and I, I, I'm convinced. I've talked to many of these people, and that's that's why you mentioned debunkers. I'm I'm really down on my my own colleagues who take that stance, who often have not been out anywhere, and and who hear about somebody who's seen, say, Bigfoot, and they're they're tapping their their head or they're making a gesture of drinking, and uh, sort of implying that people are drunk or crazy or stupid or something because they've seen something that isn't there and I'm just not inclined at all to take that stance I I of course have seen people lying and hoaxing and so forth I've I've caught several ghosts red-handed but I've also been in the homes and and out with people who have uh, in my estimation clearly seen Something that looked like what we call uh, Bigfoot. Right. That they can't explain. They can't explain it all, can they, Joe? Right. But but what's interesting is to, 
try to take people at their word and then allow for the fact that that's an eyewitness account. And no matter how honest and sincere and, and let me say, sober and intelligent these people are, by and large, uh, what could they have seen that looks pretty much like they're describing? And I have to say that uh, I, out of out of much of this work over much of the past decade, I have coined the term the Bigfoot Bear. The Bigfoot Bear, and we're going to have you explain that. But you do not this, and this is what what I admire about you. You don't go into a project to debunk it. You want to know what it is. Exactly because. I think I think the person who goes into something to debunk it and who calls himself a debunker, meaning I'm a debunker before I get there, is just the flip side of the true believer. They both have their minds made up in advance of the evidence. And what I'm trying to do is say, okay, I'm a skeptic. That is, I doubt that Bigfoot exists. I doubt that ghosts exist. But I put that aside. Because I really, when I get to the door of the haunted house, I really want to know what actually is going on. And that is not helped by having an attitude that knows what it is before before you've heard the evidence. Right, exactly. And being a so, skeptic, I think, is healthy. Exactly. If you're not, if you're not a, a skeptic, if you're not... Uh, if you don't have critical thinking skills so that you can prioritize between something that this sounds credible but could be something mistaken, this sounds really far-fetched, this has all the symptoms of a hoax, if you can't do some of that, you're you're really not equipped to be assessing this myriad uh, mishmash of stuff that comes out in the paranormal realm, which is just all over the place, has everything from, you know, bizarre made-up stories and and uh, hallucinogenic experiences to um, people who've uh, really seen pretty much what they describe. Sure. Have you been in a situation, Joe, where when you leave, you really don't have an answer? You don't know what it is? I guess the short answer to that is not really, but I, I do have to say I, I'm not sort of an all-purpose guy who can just show up and in five minutes I know everything that's to be known. Um, and, and there are paranormal cases that I've looked over and thought, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what that's really about, because if you weren't there, if you don't have an opportunity to be there and see a phenomenon and you're not uh, you don't have access to the actual hard evidence really you're at a disadvantage you know i've worked um, i've worked with the police departments and investigated homicides which if, i always say if i come back in another life i think i'll be a homicide detective oh so you do uh, believe in the other lives huh <laughs> i don't but <laughs> We can all. We'll we can get all into hope. that too. We'll get into. We that. can all hope, but it, it, I found that if if uh, if the police department 
takes you in and wants the help of someone like me who can think outside the box and who's creative and who will come up with strategies and so forth, if you have access to the evidence room, you have you have the the pistol in you know in your hand. Uh, if you can take evidence to a blood pattern analyst, if you can do those things, your your chances of solving a case are much 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 higher than yes. if you're say a private investigator. And I have been, you know, I was a private detective. You've been both a couple of yeah. years. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, if you're a private detective and you're trying to investigate a case on behalf of a family and the police are not cooperating with you and they're not telling you what they've got and showing you what they've got, you're at a serious disadvantage. And some of that applies to the paranormal. If if you have, I, I would just say this, I, just, I know it's long and rambling. No, no, no. Question, Go ahead. You're on for two hours if, tonight. <laughs> okay, I'll ramble some more. Uh, if if you're trying to solve a case, um, you're at, you're at a disadvantage if you don't have access to the evidence, and you really need to uh, be willing and prepared to say that case is not very investigatable, as opposed to yeah, I think it was a hoax because I don't I don't have a clue. I, I've seen skeptics do that. I, there was a. You're familiar with the Flatwoods Monster? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a very famous case. And I was uh, able to go to Flatwoods and meet uh, elderly folk who could remember this this case. And I, I later had an, an, an a encounter with a, a writer who was putting together a book, and he... He had uh, gotten someone who said that. Uh, Would that be Frank Festino? No, no, it was it wasn't Frank. This was a, this was a guy compiling a, a um, actually compiling an encyclopedia of UFO stuff, and he was getting guest authors to do pieces, and I was doing pieces, and I said, "What about Flatwoods?" And he he said, "Well, he's got someone doing that." So the guy says it's a hoax, and I said, "Listen to me." Listen to me. If you believe anything I ever, I ever tell you, you believe that was not a hoax. I have been to Flatwoods. I've talked to people. I talked to the guy who drove the pickup truck after the boys had seen the monster, and he assured me those boys were scared to death. They yeah. were not hoaxing. They hadn't, um, you know, made up a story. They were scared to death. In fact, the Lemon Boy was actually throwing up. He was that's that scared. Sure, that's a sure sign yeah. of hysteria. Yeah, it, it was, sure absolutely. Is. And we know that the 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 you know I always look for corroborative evidence, evidence that will piece the pieces that reinforce each other and help you build something that's that's stronger than any one piece. And I knew that what those boys and Mrs. May had seen um, that uh, early evening in in Flatwoods had. Um, that they had seen a, a meteor. It was seen over three states, mm-hmm. and I know Fushino and others want to argue about that and and be in deep denial and so forth. But it, it's just a fact that 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 was in the sky, and they saw a meteor. Now they thought it landed right over, just right over the you know on on that hill, 
And it's a common illusion. That's the way meteors appear. They look like they're very close and they're awesome and they just landed right over there. Well, they're way out and they generally burn up. That's right. And so I knew that they had seen something and that's therefore not likely that when they go up in the area and they see this tall creature with shining eyes and Mrs. May would forever recall it's having terrible claws and uh, coming at them with a high-pitched hissing sound and so forth, had a, a kind of a heart-shaped face. Um, I was pretty sure that I knew what they had, had seen, that they had seen a barn owl, which looked tall because it was perched on a limb, and all the other elements of their description are just absolutely accurate for a barn owl. And that's, that, that case helped me really understand how, um, you know, their description isn't so far off from what, what they were actually seeing. And the skeptic who was trying to debunk the case, saying it was a hoax, you see, he, had, he said, oh, there's no, there's no eight-foot monster, and there's no monster that does this, and no, no monster came to Earth in a flying saucer. This is all a bunch of balarney. And those boys made that story up. This is a hoax. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.